elephants in the room. I guess, did you hear like the, the tapping? Yeah, the it's when my voice was getting too high. Well, no, when it gets to the end, then you start. Oh, so, like, when you so started, I start now. It was, yeah, yeah, so when you started, it wasn't even, <laughs> oh, it, okay, it hadn't okay, gone into it yet. Like, actually, no, I'm not kidding. Um, also, my nose is kind of runny, but I can't go inside because David is recording. He's with the producer right now, and he's recording, so they kicked me out because I was sitting up there like on the balcony where there's like no lizards and um, they could hear me so I had to come down here and first oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> guys I just want you to know that I really love you for doing this because there's literally a cockroach right there that I'm watching I'm gonna crisscross because I did just see a flipping uh a, uh, <laughs> I did just see a cockroach, but I just checked and there's no co cockroaches on my seat or near me. And, um, there's no lizards next to me, at least right now. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> welcome back to elephants in the room, guys. It's Nicole. And I really love you guys because I'm so scared right now of, uh, like I'm shaking because I'm scared of lizards and I'm scared of cockroaches. And I'm scared of insects and I'm scared of anything that isn't a human except for puppies and monkeys and uh, goats and baby cows. Um, I'm scared of everything else. Uh, fish I'm scared of. Reptiles I'm scared of. Um, and I'm just really like out here doing this podcast in the middle of nowhere because I love you guys and because... As you guys know, this season of my life has been really crazy. Sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable. Gosh, this is like, this is like a whole thing right now. <laughs> this is like a whole, okay. I think we're good right there. Um, but anyways, guys, I hope, hope everything's going great for you. Let me give you a little reason as to why I'm out here. I kind of already explained, but um, I just moved to LA as you guys know. But when I moved to LA, literally the night I was driving to LA to move to LA, um, my car broke down in the middle of the freeway. All of a sudden it was like tick, 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 tick. And then it was like smoke. And then it was like, Ooh, I was on the side of the freeway. Luckily my car had been like kind of acting up a little bit earlier. And so I called David, my boyfriend, and he came and drove behind me. So he was behind me when it happened. Luckily that would have been really terrible if he wasn't. So, um, yeah, he was behind me, which was great. So he was able to get my car towed to his house and then we took it to the auto shop and they were like, yeah, so your engine's blown. So it's going to be like $5,000 to fix it. I think they said, well, I think they said 4000 to 5000 or something. And I said, oh, that's like what my car's worth. Like I paid $6,000 for my car. I've had my car for seven years. And I was like, yeah, I probably need to get a new car. Because like I, I've had that car literally for seven years. And I love that car. But literally the next day we were going to Europe and he's like, yeah, it's going to be like almost 4,000, 5,000 to fix it. And for those of you who don't know, I'm like not rich and I like don't have a lot of money. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely don't have the money to just like pay for that. And I also feel like at this point, it might be smarter for me to just get a new car. Anyways, so moral of the story, me and David went to Europe, which was so fun. I went to Europe with my boyfriend. He's a musician. He just had the number one global song in the world. This last three weeks has been crazy and we're going to get into all of it. But moral of the story, we just got back from Europe 
And right after we got back from Europe, he had like literally two rest days. And then he has a whole week booked out at an Airbnb with the studio or with a producer. Um, and so I don't really have a car. So like I have my place technically, but my car has all of my stuff that I moved with in it and it's at the auto shop and I wasn't able to get to it because they were closed on the weekend. So long story short, I'm like living here, but I haven't moved in and I have my place. Um, but I'm just at this Airbnb in like Malibu Canyon or like is Malibu a Canyon? I don't know if you guys don't, (laughs) if you guys don't know this about me, um, I missed a lot of school growing up. Hence like why I do a podcast No, I'm just kidding. No, I love doing a podcast, but, um, I don't know anything about geography. Ask me where like Korea is. Ask me where like Netherlands is. I don't know. Now I know where Netherlands is, but moral of the story is I'm not great with geography, but we're in Malibu and this is beautiful Airbnb and I'm here for about a week, but it's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday, which you guys are watching this on Wednesday. And I need to put out an episode of Elephants in the Room because I've been slacking and just so busy traveling. And so I just want to talk to you guys. So that's a little bit of a life update for you guys. Let's get into today's episode. Today's episode, I went back and forth. It's so interesting because I have so many episodes planned. I have a lot of episodes pre-planned, but sometimes I just feel like I need to just go off the rails and talk about something that's on my mind. So this episode is just going to be that I want to bring value to your guys's life. And I want to research every topic that I talk about, which I do because I want to have a good understanding and I want to be able to bless you guys and give you guys value when you listen. But also I'm just kind of a mess and I just talk about my life and my experiences and my thoughts. And I hope that it helps people feel less alone because I'm just a very normal human um, who's living this very normal human experience. So to get into today's episode, I want to talk about how the presence of someone else's struggles doesn't mean the absence of your own. Now, I don't know if you ever heard this, but growing up, like, did you ever go through something hard and you complained about something or you were upset about something and your mom or dad was like, Oh, like you could have it worse. You are so lucky. Like you could have it so much worse. Like stop complaining. At the core of that message, I think that it's a good message because it's like, okay, we should always be grateful. We should always practice gratitude. Like we all have a lot of things in our life to be grateful for. And the truth is like, it could always be worse. Like there are always, there's always going to be a worse circumstance in life that you could be going through. But I've just started to like understand the, I don't know. I feel like the destruction that that statement brings and kind of that way of life, because I think that we live in this generation that we just are first now learning how to like actually process our emotions and like validate ourselves when we go through hard things, which I believe really helps us heal and move forward and grow. And I feel like traditionally, normally what you do is you just kind of put your head down and you kind of just get over it and you kind of ignore your problems. You ignore your struggles, you ignore your emotions and you just, you just kind of move forward saying like, Oh, I could have it worse. Or, you know, life just moves on and you just like get over it. Like that's just what we're supposed to do do. And even though I think there's truth in all of those statements, I just think that there's such an important part that we are missing out on. And I think that it's the key to like literally having a happy, healthy life amidst struggles. 
Um, so yeah, that's like what I want to talk about today. And that kind of all ties also into like comparison and how I feel like comparison is really bad anyways. Okay. So let's like kind of get into this and kind of how I've been feeling lately. And this all kind of ties into something else that I feel like is really important. I had really adverse experiences or really traumatic experiences happen in my childhood. And no one can really deny that. Like if I sit here and tell you my life story by society standards, what I went through is very abnormal and very bad and very hard. As you guys know, my parents are drug addicts. My parents got divorced. I had a very interesting childhood. I was on food stamps. There was a lot of things that happened in my childhood and we won't get into all of them. And then I went through a divorce when I was 21 and And I got married at 18 and I left my religion that I had been a part of for 19 years amidst all of that. So like looking in on my circumstances, you can be like, wow, like she had a hard life. Like, oh my gosh, like that really stinks. Like, you know, if she has different things that she goes through, it makes sense that she goes through those things. And like, she's entitled to feel bad for herself in a sense. That was a hard childhood. And like, I do have effects that haunt me and like, um, unhealthy behaviors that I've created and different ways that I've tried to cope that aren't the best that have hurt me. I have abandonment issues. I have anxiety. Like there's, there's a lot of repercussions and effects from what happened to me. Um, but I've never really been invalidated in that. If that makes sense. Like whenever I've struggled and whenever I've talked about me struggling, People kind of allow it and they kind of allow me to be vulnerable about my struggle because my struggle is so clearly bad. Like it's so clearly hard. Like people can look at it and be like, wow, like what she went through is really hard. Now, I'm grateful for that. But what I will say is what I feel like I've realized since I've been vulnerable with friends, family in the world about like what I've been through and my struggles and my mental health struggles and all of that, I realized how many people with untraditional trauma or untraditional struggle, or maybe like mild struggle to society standards, their emotions are completely shoved away and they're completely invalidated in their struggles and in the effects of their struggles, if that makes any sense. So like someone who had a very normal childhood by the books and had really loving parents and maybe had money and like when they become an adult and they struggle with anxiety or depression or, you know, they have an anxious attachment style or they have abandonment issues and fear that in relationships, people are quick to invalidate them and just be like, get over it. Like, why do you feel that way? Like you don't have a reason to feel that way. For example, someone who had like a by the books, normal childhood, when they grow old and they start to experience depression and anxiety or abandonment issues, or even when they're in, you know, high school or middle school and they have normal parents or a normal upbringing or a normal situation, it's really easy to take the blame and put it on themselves because by nature, we naturally want to blame something when something goes wrong or when we're struggling, we want something to blame or someone to blame or a situation to blame. And so since they feel like they can't blame their parents or their upbringing or their circumstances, they blame themselves. And that is so counterproductive in so many ways. And then on top of that, a lot of times when, you know, people with, again, normal childhoods or, you know, good parents, when they talk to their parents about their struggles, their parents invalidate them. And they're like, well, why are you depressed? 
why are you depressed? Like what you, you have a good life. Like you should be grateful. Like you have no reason to be depressed. Like just be happy. Or, um, you know, why do you have anxiety? Why do you struggle with anxiety? Or, you know, why do you fear abandonment? Or why are you struggling? Or why do you feel this way? Like you shouldn't feel like that. And the amount of people that have told me that their parents, when they go to their parents and they're like, Hey, like I want to go to therapy, whether they're in high school, middle school, or, you know, in their adult years, parents are like, why? Like, why do you need to go to therapy? Like you had a good childhood. Like, did I do something wrong? And again, it goes both ways. Like we love to put blame somewhere. So when the parents that, you know, tried their best and gave their kids by the books, a normal childhood, they face that their kid is struggling. What do they do? They want to put the blame somewhere. So they're like, oh my gosh, was it me? Is there something wrong with me? Like, I thought I was a good parent. I did good. I tried. And so it's like their pride is hurt and they put it on themselves. And so it's like, it's this constant blame game. It's this constant blame game. But sometimes it's just not as simple as that. And also we are flawed human beings and we all have things. We all struggle. We all do things. We're all trying our best. And so it's like, yeah, your child may have you know, some traumatic experiences that happened to them when they were a kid and you may still have done your absolute best and gave them by the books, a very healthy and normal childhood. Like two can coexist. I always tell my friends this who have like by the books, very like normal parents, a normal childhood, or even this ties into like relationship stuff. Like sometimes like a three month situationship can hurt just as bad as a divorce at least to that person. And they can still have some of the same effects and traumas and trust issues that you would have had from a really bad situation in a relationship versus something a little more mild. Like those can coexist. For example, your parents can be good parents and you can have had a normal childhood and you can still have felt emotionally neglected as a child. And you can still have certain situations or feelings from your childhood. And that doesn't mean your parents are bad parents. And that doesn't mean you're a bad kid or a bad human. Like they can coexist. Like, I don't think that the world realizes, you know, when we're really young, like when we go through hard things, like there's so many things as children that we need to feel loved and secure. We have emotional needs. We have physical needs. We have so many different things. And especially in our early years of childhood, like if we're ever feeling neglected in any sense or something strange happens to us, it affects us and it can really affect us long-term and turn into like really unhealthy habits and really deep wounds. Um, and it's just so counterintuitive to invalidate yourself just because you have had a normal life or just because your circumstances are better than someone else's. And this all kind of ties into, you know, the point of this message, which is like the presence of someone else's struggles does not mean the absence of your own. I think anything that we go through in life, we can look at someone else and be like, they have it worse. And that might be the case, but it's like, by what standard? And also it's like, why are we against each other? Why aren't we on the same team? Like inevitably as humans, we all struggle. Like as humans, we all struggle. That's just what it comes down to. Struggle happens to everyone. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter if you've had like a really perfect life or a really hard life. Like we have all struggled before. And I think that we can all agree that that's the case. And so it's like, why are we against each other? Why do we have to compare everything? Why do we have to compare our struggle to someone else's? And if someone's struggling worse than me, I can't be sad because, well, they have it worse and I just need to be grateful. 
maybe I can be grateful and happy and have joy while also being sad about something and while also being frustrated and while also being like, you know, depressed or anxious or whatever. Like those things can coexist. Like life is one big messy thing. And I think as humans, we go through constant emotion changes based on our circumstances, based on our wounds, based on our trauma. And we think that we just like have to be one or the other. I have to be happy and grateful. You can practice gratitude and have joy, but also have moments of sadness and like of really, really deep emotions and like they can coexist and it doesn't take away from the other. And, and really, I believe like to experience true joy, like you have to experience pain. If I ever feel sad or upset, like I just need to shove it down because I could have it worse, you know? And I just think that that's so counterintuitive. I think at the core of every single human being, we all just want to feel heard. We all just want to be seen and we all just want to feel validated in the emotions and the pains that we're going through. And the worst thing that we can do is invalidate ourselves just because someone has it worse than us. The presence of someone else's struggles is not the absence of your own. We're all on the same team. We're all fighting the same battle. We're all trying to get through every single day of this crazy life and have joy and have peace. But there's going to be sadness along the way. There's going to be pain. There's going to be trauma. There's going to be wounds. And we will never heal. We will never heal until we accept And the first part of acceptance is validating your own emotions. When you are struggling, you have to validate yourself. You can't keep shoving your emotions away and being like, I just am not going to feel this emotion because I could have it worse. Okay, maybe that's true, but that doesn't mean you can't accept what you're going through and validate yourself. You know, it's like, and, and no, we don't need to sit in our sadness. Like, I think that, I think that this generation is a very interesting because I feel like it's a very it's two extremes. It's like the old traditional life and like way of life, which is like, put your head down and just do it. Be grateful for what you have. You could have it worse. Like if you're depressed, get over it. If you're anxious, get over it, you know? And then there's this other extreme of sulking and struggle of like, I can't do anything and I'm struggling. I'm sad, you know, and I'm just going to let myself live my life sad and, and not heal and, and not sit in uncomfortableness and go through uncomfortableness to grow. I'm just going to sit here because I'm sad. And they kind of sulk in the struggles of life rather than moving forward. Now, I think that there's a happy medium. I think that the happy medium is when you go through an emotion, letting yourself feel it, validating yourself, understanding that, yeah, it could be worse, but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt the first step is invalidating your emotions. And then I feel like you can accept it. And once you accept it, I feel like that's when you can start to practice gratitude and be like, you know what? This happened. It hurts. I'm hurt. I'm struggling and that's okay. I'm going to let myself feel that, but I can also be grateful for the things that I do have and the ways that I have been blessed, you know, and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel of this really hard situation. And I feel like that is the middle ground that we need to get to as a society and as a whole. Now, I kind of want to talk more about this for a second because the last couple weeks of my life have been really crazy. So like for those of you who don't know my story, traumatic childhood and I had a very traumatic divorce and, you know, all the things. And now I'm kind of walking into this season of life that a lot of people look at and kind of envy um, and idealize. 
I am dating a musician artist and as of recently, he's become like extremely successful. Um, and he is being very blessed financially, um, in the sense of freedom. Like he is really kind of living out his dreams and I kind of get to be a part of that. Um, like I got to go to Europe with him and travel and tour with him. And then on top of that, I also just was able to quit my full-time job that I've had for four years to pursue my podcast because I got my first podcast sponsor. And so I moved to LA to kind of pursue this dream and to live closer to my long distance boyfriend. So a lot of people looking in on my life right now, um, envy it, I think. And there's an idolization of like, she's so lucky. Now the truth is I am very lucky and I am very blessed. And it's been a really weird season of my life because I don't, I don't feel like I deserve all the blessing that's been poured over my life this last couple months. And it's really hard for me to accept because I've like always just had a hard life. Like in the, in the most frank way, like I feel like I've never really just had things work out for me like genuinely. And so I self-sabotage in the sense where I'm like, you know, when's something going to go bad? Like it's, it can't go good for that long. Now, with that being said, I feel like I've experienced both extremes. I've experienced this very like traditional hard life where anyone could look at my life as a child and as, you know, a young divorced person who left her religion and lost everything. And they can really, you know, sympathize with me or empathize with me and be like, wow, that's really hard. I feel really bad that she went through those things, you know? And so I'm kind of validated in that sense. Now I'm walking into this season where I feel like I'm not allowed to struggle or to talk about my struggles because I feel like there's this fake sense of you're so lucky now. You're so lucky. You're so blessed. You have nothing to complain about. And I'm not here to complain, but I am here to tell you guys that these people that you idealize and these people that you think have perfect lives, they don't. They don't. (laughs) And they are struggling in their own ways. And I just think it's so, it's just so counterintuitive and counterproductive to compare our struggles to one another. Cause like I said, the things I went through as a child, for example, you know, growing up, my parents were drug addicts. My mom would literally disappear for days. I wouldn't know where she was. We would have no food in the house. We were starving. It wasn't safe. And she would just disappear and go on these drug runs. And we wouldn't know when she was ever going to come home. And I would sit there hyperventilating, crying, calling, 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 calling her over and over again. And that was really hard. And then my mom got into a car accident when I was in third grade and almost died. Like the doctor literally told us like, say your last words on the phone. Like she's going to pass away. It was like a miracle that she survived. And then I went through a gut wrenching divorce that was so painful. And I spent months crying myself to sleep every night and was depressed and isolated. And I did, I had no hope for life. I didn't, I didn't want to be alive. And now I am struggling in a lot of ways in my current life, but I don't feel like I'm allowed to because people think I'm so blessed and because there's a sense of she's ungrateful. She has it so good. Now, again, 
I really believe that two can coexist. Like I can have a lot of blessing happening in my life and still be a human that struggles. And my struggle that I'm experiencing now, even though it's so mild compared to like what people would look at my childhood and see that struggle. And it's so mild compared to that struggle. It still feels just as hard as what I went through when I was a kid. I know that sounds crazy, but I really believe that. So like when someone we love or someone we know goes through something hard, we're so quick to compare, but like my heart may be different than your heart. So for example, like someone's situationship that they went through for three months may have hurt them and affected them just as much as my divorce affected me. Now, I just feel like when we compare, it can come from a place of pride. And I don't think that it's ever good to be prideful about what you went through in the sense of like, oh, I had it harder than you. Like I deserve to like, you know, feel more or be more hurt. It's like, no, can't we just accept that? Like we all are hurt and we all struggle. And like, we, we just need to stop invalidating each other and invalidating each other's struggle. Like we're all on the same team. And so all of this to say, I just want to like unveil the curtain for you guys. Cause let me tell you something. My relationship with my boyfriend is not perfect and we struggle it seems as if I'm living this great life. Like I'm doing my podcast and you know, Oh, she has money now. No, no. Like I really don't like, I don't have a lot of money in my savings account. Um, and I have a sponsorship, but it's a three month sponsorship. And after that, if I don't get another sponsorship or if I don't resign that sponsorship, like I won't have any money. Like I, I'm not like living this bougie life. <laughs> and yes, David has like blessed me and, you know, lets me buy fun things sometimes. Like he took me to Lululemon, bought me leggings and I got to go to Air One and get like $500 in groceries the other day, which was so fun. Um, but that doesn't mean that my life is like easier that I'm not struggling. I've been struggling in my relationship with God. And to be really honest with you guys, like my friend called me like last week. Cause like this last couple of weeks, this has like been like the craziest time for David's career. Like this is when his music has blown up the most. And she called me and she was like, Oh my gosh, like, are you just having the best week ever? Um, and I was like, yeah, no, like for sure. Like this is a dream come true. Like seeing David's dreams come true is so amazing and incredible. And it's, it's awesome, but it, it comes with a, a lot. Like, it's not just as simple as that. Like behind the scenes, this has been the most stressful two weeks for David. And he's been facing a lot of hard things. Like you guys don't know, and it, it's not my lifestyle. I would share them with you, but man, like all of this that we idolize money and fame and power, it comes with a heck of a lot of responsibility. And it comes with a heck of a lot of inauthenticity. When you have money or followers or power or whatever, you don't really ever know who's genuine in your life. Imagine dating someone or having friends or whatever in your life that claim that they love you and they only love you because they want something from you. Imagine that. And imagine the stress and the pressure that comes with that many people looking into your life. Like we are all so imperfect. And so it's like, I can't even imagine being in his shoes. And the more I see everything that he goes through, the more I'm like, man, I couldn't do it. I, I literally couldn't do it. And on top of that, to be very honest with you guys, which I'm like, not super comfortable talking about, but like, also I, I really want to, 
I, I want to be honest with you guys. Cause I think that's so important. This season has been hard for me because I have a lot of trust issues, fame and money and power and followers. And, and with all of that comes a lot of access. Um, a lot of girls, a lot of, you know, just a lot of things like that just all comes with it. It comes with the territory. Um, and, uh, that's like not the funnest thing to deal with, like as a significant other, there's like a disrespect for relationships. And I've kind of already talked about this, but like when there's fame involved, girls don't care if a guy's in a relationship, like they just don't care. And so, um, not to say that that's not the case in other situations, but I feel like it's definitely amplified when you're in a relationship with someone who's like, whatever, successful. And so with all that being said, girls are constantly throwing themselves at David all the time. Very beautiful girls. Um, and It's so interesting because it's like, um, that shouldn't matter. You know, growing up, I was very insecure and I still have a lot of insecurities now, but I feel like I've really learned to love myself and to value myself for who I am. And I feel like the reason I am able to do that is because like, I see myself through the lens of God and I know that, um, he loves me and he made me perfect the way I am. And, um, I know that my value doesn't come from, my looks or my achievements or, um, society standard of beauty, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Like I see, I see it in two ways. Like number one, like I don't, I love all his, all of his fans. And if you're David's fan and you're watching this, I love you. And if you have a crush on David, I don't blame you. He's adorable. Um, I think like there's an innocence to fans and people who support artists. And like, we all like idealize artists and think they're cute. And like, I get it. I totally get it. That's how I was as a kid. Um, but then there's a whole nother group of people of like the people who, want something out of David and they're willing to do whatever it takes. And so it's like these girls who throw themselves at him or, you know, know he has a girlfriend or know he's in a relationship, but they still are willing to shoot their shot because it's worth the risk. And that's unsettling. It's like, I've kind of had to accept, you know, like my whole life I'll be with someone who is sought it after by many people. And, um, that really doesn't sit well with my insecurity issues or my abandonment issues. Um, and it's also like, I feel like it's made me really insecure again. I've, yeah, I felt a lot more insecure recently than I have in a long time because I feel like, you know, me and David are two very normal, me and my boyfriend are two very normal people. But you know, now that this has all changed, it's like his level of access or like, who's in his league, you know, he could go and get a supermodel right now if he wanted to. And like, I'm not a supermodel, not that I want to be, not that I'm not beautiful. Um, but kind of the world's idea of perfection and the world's idea of beauty, um, you know, big boobs, big butt, uh, perfect skin, all these different things. Like, um, I'm a very normal person and, um, there's better looking people in the world than me. And that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I guess I've, I've started to sense or just feel insecure, um, 
which I don't want to feel, you know? And I feel like in a normal relationship, like, yes, any guy could go and get any girl they want and like, you know, whatever, like there's always that access and there's always that potential of something bad happening. But, um, I feel like mine is amplified a lot. Um, and so it's kind of just been really trying to hone back into my faith and into my worth because it's really easy to get lost in trying to be more than I am. And like when all this blew up and you know, the more access he has and the more people throw themselves at him and all these different things, like, I feel like that means I have to like, Oh, I need to do this. And like, I need to go look like this and I need to like do this to be like more beautiful and to whatever. And I feel like it's super toxic. And so I just feel like I've had to really like hone in and be like, okay, Nicole, like you're enough and you need to understand that. And you need to stop trying to be what you're not. And my beauty and my value is not based on the world standard of beauty or the world standard of value. Um, and I need to remember that. And, um, that's been hard. Um, and it's tested me and David's relationship, you know, insecurity tests a relationship and, you know, it's hard for him too. And he has his own struggles with it all. Um, and so it's, it's been a lot, it's been a lot, it's been hard. Um, and (laughs) you know, sometimes when you start to have people watching you, it can feel like you can't do anything right. Like I feel like I'm criticized a lot more than I usually am. I don't know. I, I don't want to talk too much about it. Cause I, I don't, I'm not like here to be like, Oh, feel bad for me guys. But like, just know I am facing my own battles. Um, and you know, even though it's cool to date someone who is successful or whatever. It's like when you really think about it, when you guys break down the idolization you have of someone like that, it's a normal relationship with its own struggles. Not to say there isn't blessing within the relationship, but it's, it's, it's still hard. It's, it's actually really hard. And, um, it's tested, it's tested me a lot and it's tested my, um, yeah, just like, my peace. And, um, I don't know, maybe hopefully that makes sense. Um, I don't know, like just social media is fake. Fame is fake. Power is fake. Like all these things that you see, like all these people, you see all these artists, all these celebrities, actors, their lives are just like yours and they have struggles not to say that they're not super blessed and have things easier. Cause I do believe I do really stand by the fact that like money and status, you know, it does make life easier in a lot of ways. Like when you have money and you don't have to stress about money, it makes your life easier because you're less stressed. So like, I totally get that. And I agree. Um, and I've stressed about money my whole life. So I get it. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't have struggles and that doesn't mean that they're perfect. I just say that number one, for all of us to practice empathy for each other and also to just like stop comparing our lives to others and stop comparing our struggles to others. Like we're all in this together. We're all human. We're all going through things and we should just love each other and support each other and validate each other and help each other grow and help each other learn. And we really can't do that when we compare ourselves and we can't do that when we compare our struggles. So if you've been going through something hard in your life, I just want to remind you that you are validated in what you're going through. It doesn't matter what anyone says to you and it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. 
if you are feeling an emotion, if you are hurt, that's okay. And it doesn't make you any less. It doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you and you can get through it and you can heal and you can be okay, but it's a journey and it's not, you know, true healing and true acceptance and true, all those things, true joy. They don't come from an easy fix and they don't come from ignoring your emotions or ignoring the problem. We really have to go through it to heal. Like you can't go over it. You can't go under it. You have to go through it. So if you're in the midst of a really hard struggle, if you're in the midst of something so painful and you have really bad circumstances right now, and you're so scared that you're never going to come out of it, I want to encourage you that God is listening to your prayers. Um, and if you don't believe in God, like you are being looked out for things, good things will come your way and you can heal and you will get through what you're going through. I know it doesn't feel like it, but I promise you, you will. And all of that to say four years ago, when I went through my divorce, I didn't want to live. I didn't want to be here. And I was really bitter and angry at the world. And I was really bitter and angry at God. And I didn't understand why I had to lose all the things that I lost. And I didn't understand why God let me go through so much pain and so much heartache. And there are times still to this day, I don't understand. And I question why, you know, I went through what I went through as a child and all these different things. But what I will say is that God has a greater plan for your life. And I feel like I have started to walk into some of that and some of the blessing in my life. But I want you guys to know that that doesn't just come without struggle and it doesn't come without opposition. And I am so not perfect. My life is so not perfect. No one's life you see on social media is perfect. We all have faults. We all have insecurities. We all have wounds. We all have trauma that we've gone through that affects us. And we're all just trying to do our best in this life. Like genuinely, that is what we are all trying to do. So just have compassion for yourself and have compassion for your others. And um, just let yourself feel your emotions and don't don't gaslight yourself into believing that there's something wrong with you for it. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just love you guys. And I, and I hope you know that if you're hurting and if you're in just the midst of something really hard, it's just, you're not alone. And I've been there and you know, there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I truly believe that part of that is our perspective and part of the character that we develop when we go through hard things. Um, cause it helps us have gratitude and it helps us to, um, you know, realize and accept what really matters in this life, which isn't material things. And it isn't having a perfect life and it isn't a certain status and it isn't a degree and it isn't a relationship. And it, it isn't any of those things. Like I truly believe that it's our character and the way that we love others. And so if you go through hard things, I can promise you on the other end, you're going to be more empathetic and you're also going to have you know, a better understanding of life and what truly matters. And that is in itself a huge blessing. So yeah. And just to update you guys, I'm super excited. Um, so I'm here for a week and then next week I am going to move into my little studio apartment and I'm going to set up my podcast studio, which I'm super excited about. Um, so 
very soon you guys will see like an actual podcast setup. But right now I like don't have a studio. So that's why I'm literally filming like in the middle of the, the, um, the, the whatever, wherever I am. Um, so I'm super excited. I have a ton of fun plans. I have some fun guests that I'm going to bring on and just kind of bear with me this next couple of weeks. It might be a little untraditional in the sense of like, you're not going to see maybe the same podcast set up every day or every week. Um, but I'm just trying to figure it out and I still want to, you know, talk to you guys and, and be with you guys. Um, and yeah, I just want to end this by saying like, thank you guys for everything. And thank you for supporting me and loving me through this messy life that I live. And thank you for, you know, I have so many amazing people who just, come to my defense and who just love me. And I'm, I'm just super grateful for you guys. So I hope you know that, um, if you would like to support me, you can follow this podcast on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube at elephants in the room. Um, you can also follow my personal page, Nicole.Donna on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, and I have a Facebook for elephants in the room as well. Um, so you can follow that too. Um, and then also this is super exciting, super, super cool PSA. Um, a lot of you probably already know this, but Olipop finally gave me a discount code. So you can now get 20% off of your purchase on their website. And that's a really good deal. I've literally like, I, I use it myself because it's such a good discount <laughs> and I just drink so much Olipop. So like I drink more than they can even like possibly send me. So you can use my code. It's Nicole 20 for 20% off on Olipop's website. And they just dropped a new flavor of watermelon lime. It's actually at my house. I haven't tried it yet, but I already know it's going to be a amazing and delicious and like the drink of the summer and using my code also supports me. Um, so if you'd like to support me, that is a way you can support me as well. Um, but yeah, I love you guys very much and I will talk to you guys next week to close out this episode. I'll just say what elephants are in your room. My name is Nicole and, um, I already said this, but I'll talk to you guys next week.